I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. back to We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. That's right. We're the pop culture professors, smart people, dumb topics. You I'm Caitlin Bitsagai. And I'm Lauren Brickman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we do love it. Sometimes we love it. Today, we love <laughs> it. And you know what's wild about us is that uh, we both have, and I currently teach at the college level. Isn't that so wild? Yeah. How was your day today at work? I, well, today I didn't have to deal with the students that much, but I was in a hiring committee all day because I have somehow gotten myself so tangled up in academia that yeah. now I'm responsible for tangling others up in academia. And I don't know how I got here. Yeah, your, uh, your day job kind of went wrong here. I don't it, it know what left. happened. <laughs> Pretty soon you're going to be like provost of CUNY. <laughs> And you're going to have to be like, I got to skip out on graduation to go to an audition. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wild. I don't know. I don't know. And at one point, the dean had to leave and she goes, well, why don't you oh, no. take a phone call? I did one of the interviews by myself today. I did a pre-screen no. interview by myself today. I was like, how does this happen? Anyways, that's a wild thing that happened today. Wow. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, did any have any of you ever listened to my pop culture podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I think if you had, you'd know I, I don't prefer these tasks. <laughs> uh, prefer to be talking about Joshua Jackson. Well, Thank you. Uh, Lauren, <laughs> we're not just here to talk about your woes. We're here to talk about standing. So, mm. so tell tell the listeners what standing is. 
Well, standing is being an obsessive fan. You know, typically it's applied to celebrities or characters and franchises that you love. But, you know, here we have a real liberal idea of what standing can be. And in fact, this week, I'm really going to push the limits once again and Uh pick an inanimate object. Uh, You know, we're circling right back to one of our favorite topics, and that's seltzer. Yeah, folks, Uh uh, I'm a woman in her mid-30s, so I come in hot with feelings about seltzers. And I got to say, Waterloo? (sighs) Waterloo has a limited edition summer berry flavor that is crushing it right now. It tastes like summer. And honestly, Caitlin, if you could bottle the Chicks concert we went to at Jones okay. Beach last weekend, it would be Waterloo Summerberry flavor. And so I'm standing the Summerberry flavor. That's awesome. I think this is the second seltzer flavor you've stand in maybe a month. <laughs> That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I, um, it's, what, it's what's getting me through the day. I appreciate the Rex. Mm-hmm. So everyone, get out there. <laughs> Get that limited edition while you can. Caitlin, are you standing something a little bit more grounded in uh, the world of pop culture this week or no? Yes, but I think it only speaks to how ungrounded I am because what I'm standing is Vulture, the uh, website and you know, beloved media critics. We've had Ann Victoria Clark on the show. We've had Devin Ivey on our live show. But for some reason, I never actually subscribed. And somehow this week I was like, it costs $3 a month for New York Magazine. Why am I (laughs) doing so much work trying to get the free articles, like spending half a day trying to download something that I'm like, it's three bucks. And then ever since I did that, I'm like, I like reading all this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) This is giving me things to do, recommendations, and it's supporting literally my friends. So why did this take me about 20 years of adulthood to get to this point? I I, I can't, I've had, I haven't, there's been times where things have been really lean. I've had $3 for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what went wrong? But Vulture, I guess, guys, I'm saying when when there's a paywall, it's annoying. But if it's like a dollar, $3, just, just do it. Okay. Well... (laughs) Can I borrow your login to your Vulture subscription? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, cool. Because <laughs> I just don't know if I'm ready to buy in yet to a whole paywall. Right. Thing. You still see some mooch element. But can you just Venmo me half, the 150 yeah. And then it'll just be like, you'll feel like yeah, a moocher yeah. at heart. And that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Next time I need to talk to your husband, who I only communicate through Venmo conversations, <laughs> I will send him $1.50 towards the Vulture account. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Well, here's someone we want to communicate with on this podcast, not just through random (laughs) transaction apps. (laughs) Please welcome John Terry Gatson. Hey. Hello. Oh my goodness. Welcome. We are so excited (laughs) to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you guys. And you are really the perfect guest because you have also been a professor previously. Is that correct? Yes, I have. When you guys were talking about it, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Yes, I have. I was. Oh, I saw wow. I saw the trauma in your eyes as we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, those are eyes that know. Those are eyes that have been there. Eyes that know. <laughs> uh, it's a special kind of club that we've all been a part of. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shockingly, we're not here to talk about our professorial traumas. We're here to talk about something way more fun, and that's TV family sitcoms. Yeah, Woo! love it, love it, love it. <laughs> and you have recently written on the Upshaws, which is awesome. Yeah, I did for season two that just came out. <gasps> ah, so exciting! So I'm so excited. I didn't realize season two had already come out. I'm so excited. <laughs> I was such a big fan of season one. This is so fun. Okay. Uh, th- things come out when Lauren discovers they came out. That's the release date. So it just date. came out just now. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing, is, the thing is, is that, Caitlin, I was just telling Caitlin that I felt like Only Murders in the Building like premiered last night because that's when I realized that there were three episodes out already. So she's, it, this, is a, this is a recurring theme. I don't know what's going on. I blame the fact that... <laughs> I'm, summer school has me all screwed up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but anyways, summer school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's confusing. I, I have no sense of time anymore. But I am so excited to be talking to someone who is so well-versed in the world of family sitcoms because I have been 
such a fan of family sitcoms since I was a small child. In fact, my credential this week, the thing that I have to share with our listeners to let them know that we're talking about things that we really know about is the fact that as a small child, my family went on vacation to San Francisco and I made them drive around looking for the Tanner's front door for hours, hours Mm -hmm. and hours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you find it? No. (laughs) And I surely did cry the whole time. Oh, no. We never found it. We never found it. Oh, that's sad. Well, I know. I know. My my credit is that I've done the exact same thing <laughs> and twice. <laughs> but it's Lauren, it's across from a park. That's why it's like I was going to oh. say you should have looked for that park. That's in the. Yeah. Okay. In the that's intro. why they chose okay. it for, for shooting. Yeah. We'll we'll take you back there. We'll take you. It's still there. <laughs> that house must be worth so much money. I mean, it would be regardless. That's true. That's true. But I mean, with the added Tanner household. <laughs> <sighs> well, I know I I I'm jealous that you found it, but I feel safe to know that I wasn't alone in the '90s forcing family vacations to be turned into, um, you know, treasure hunts for a family that didn't really exist per se. But I felt like it did. <laughs> Why do you think they chose to set that show in San Francisco? Great question. That is a good question. I, huh. Because he worked for that that morning show. Sure. Wake up San Francisco. But that could have been anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. I guess it was just maybe like the beautiful opening, right? Yeah. Like it just looks <laughs> pretty. Yeah, they got, a, they got a weekend trip to shoot that. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Always making deals. Always making deals. You got to be making the deals. <laughs> so what what got you on the path to being a family sitcom lover? Was your was there an entry point for you? John yes. Perry? Yeah. Yes. Ooh. I'd watched family sitcoms, of course, forever. But when Malcolm in the Middle premiered, <sighs> I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to write. Like, I wasn't even wanting to be mm-hmm. a TV writer prior to that. It was like, I I wanted to be a writer in general or like a stand-up comedian. But when I saw Malcolm in the Middle, I was like, I want to write like this. This family is messy. This feels real. There's no mushy, like, resolutions. It just, and it was hilarious. Yeah, that was it for me. I love that. What a good one. Yeah. I feel like it's obvious that you are such an expert in this genre that I think it's time we just dive right into our first game. Let's do it. Oh, a game, a game. So (laughs) we... We here at the show, we love the good old fashioned name that tune. And we had to play a little bit of name that tune today with you. So I have collected a assortment of family sitcom theme songs. And I am going to play you the theme song and see if you can guess what show it's from. Are you ready, John Terry? I am ready. This is exciting. (laughs) I'm I'm excited. All right, here we go. Number one. It's a rare condition this day and age To read any good news on the newspaper page And love and tradition of the grand design Some people say it's even harder to find Well then there must be some magic clue Inside these gentle walls Cause all I see is a tower of dreams Is this full house? No. No, wait. Oh, no. Days go by. You know it. You know it. Oh, my gosh. I cannot (laughs) think of who it is. I know this song. I'm, like, (laughs) seeing shadows of it. Oh, gosh. You know it. This is a really, it's kind of a secretly advanced one. Because once you start thinking of the other one, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard because it's of the same era and they all sort of like They sound very similar. They sound very oh. similar, but it is it's part of your soul. It's I not family it. matters, is it? It is. <laughs> no, but I know exactly that first of all, the beginning I feel like is almost exactly the same. And then once you have one in your head, it's it's hard to unhear it. Yeah. And also that song doesn't match the show at all. No, it's <laughs> The intro, the intro to that show is such a bait and switch. I felt like I was like, "What is happening here?" But I love it. All right, so you're one for one right now, and Ooh. I can feel that you're going to keep crushing it. Here we go, number two. 
so fun i had to put this one in here because when i was a little kid i was so obsessed with these reruns i think they were airing on yes. like nick at night and i yes. remember being such a little brat and not wanting to come inside and then my mom would say like well i guess i'm watching partridge family by myself and that would get me inside <laughs> that's how that she would get me inside <laughs> oh my gosh it used to be on like the, the mornings also in the, in the summer like tbs the mornings oh oh, yeah love it. oh i loved it okay all right you're crushing it you're two for two i feel like your winning streak is going to keep going here's number three Uh, family ties. Close. Wait, 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 wait. What is it called? The best is oh, oh, not family ties. With Kirk Cameron. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yes. It's... What is that show called? Family. No. Kirk Cameron. Leonardo DiCaprio was in. All <laughs> their mm-hmm. pictures are on the yeah. thing. <laughs> oh my gosh! What is the show called? Listeners, family in it. It's not family it, ties because that's out. No. Yes. Right. Yes. Same yes. era. Same era. But it's same energy. Yeah. Oh, it's, I I can't I can't remember the name. It's it's the show that built the house that Robin Thicke grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it is important. It is important. You were so close. I'm going to give you half a point because you got the Kirk Cameron. It was Growing Pains. Growing Pains. Yes. Oh, okay. My God. The comedy band Summer and Eve does the most amazing mashup of that theme song and Justin Bieber's Baby. Highly recommend. Oh, oh that would work. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I know what that. I'm listening to the second we're done. All right. Well, that was... <laughs> You were really, listeners, you couldn't see it, but she, I could see you doing the work. You were really, you were so close. That's another were, one, though. Once you say family ties, that's going to be in your hard. brain. You're not going to be I know, I couldn't. Yes. Pain. Yeah. All right. Well, here's, uh, let's see if you can pick up what I'm putting down with number four. This is life, the one you get, trouble and have a ball. This is it. Straight ahead and rest assured, you can't be sure at all. So while you're here, enjoy the view. Oh, one day at a time. <laughs> what if it wasn't? <laughs> that is actually Bones. <laughs> Honestly, I would have watched more episodes of Bones. I I've been so re obsessed with Gloria Stefan ever since I saw oh, God. <laughs> the of the Bride. I forgot that you were gonna try to bring this up. Okay, go ahead, John Terry. Caitlin doesn't support how much I love the new uh, Father of the oh, Bride. Oh, the new! Mm-hmm. No, I I support you loving the movie, but again, not spot. You've tried to get lots of HBO Max commercials going on this podcast that we it does not sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, I've been, I've been listening to all my Gloria Stefan uh, a lot since seeing the movie, and then I remembered she did this theme song, so I had to include it. I had to. Oh, I love her. Nice, nice. Okay, all right. We're gonna keep going. We got a couple more. This next one, oh, such a classic. Oh, 
Is it Bewitched? Close. No, that's not a family sitcom. Leave it to Beaver? So no. close. So close. You're in the right era. Oh, man. No, that's the Cleavers are on Leave it. I have no idea what that is. They, they, this, we have started to get into the more challenging section. That was mm-hmm. the Dick Van Dyke show. Oh, wow. Oh, that was, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely fair. I, I was roped into it when I found out that the guy from Mary Poppins had a TV show. I was like, sign me up. Oh, I said, that makes I, sense. I said, sign my ass up. And I sat in front of that TV. Oh, what a weird child. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I was. I famously, when we moved from New York to Chicago, my mom was like, that was your first depression. I apparently sat on the couch for like a week and just watched Mary Poppins over and over again. It would end and I'd go, again. And I was oh like, two. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, all right we got two left and uh they're not the easiest so but i believe okay i'll i'll give you a hit this next one is a more contemporary show oh okay 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. here we go Um, it's not it, this 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 one is probably it, it's very hard it's not the easiest it doesn't give you any clues right yeah there's no clues <laughs> there's no very clues. short yeah now i'm just thinking of family sitcom mm-hmm. it's a newer one it, it i will say this it did not originate in the united states but it has been popularized here through the power of netflix oh um wow and to be totally honest, it's really sneaking this in as just sort of a way to humble brag about a past guest we had on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am not going to get it. What is it? It's Kim's Convenience. Uh, oh Caitlin. my gosh! And to yeah. me, the unofficial song of lockdown because I <laughs> binged watched this show so much during lockdown and thankfully that turned into me being like i'm gonna slide into andrew fung's dms who played kimchi and for whatever reason he agreed to be on the show and was so lovely and he also has a new family sitcom out Mm -hmm. in canada right now that i can't wait for run the burbs and we can't wait for that show to come out here in the states every day i'm like can we see it yet when can we watch it (laughs) so it's already premiered there it's already mm-hmm. premiering there. They're doing that rude thing where they don't let us watch stuff. And I'm like, why y'all do that? We have the, we have <laughs> the internet rude. now. It's so rude. Canada, get out of here. <laughs> All right. We have one final theme song. And something tells me that this would be a challenge for other people. But something tells me, John Terry, you're going to know oh, this no. one. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like you're going to know it. I'll be shocked if you don't. For some reason, I just feel a kinship here. Here we go. think that but it's from the is 90s from Wanda? oh okay wait oh, the 90s. oh that's the right thinking though that's the right thinking it's from our childhood but it wants yeah. to be reminiscent of all of those other things <gasps> it's a weird one it is a weird one weird one it's a real weird call but i feel like i feel like um yeah i have no idea but i feel like when you say it i'm gonna have been familiar with it let's see okay i it's the uh, epitome of classic television, a real shining star, dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, dinosaurs was good, not the mama. I was never going to get exactly. that. But that's, I remember that. Yes. I just felt like you had the energy and spirit of someone who had seen that show. 
I have, but yeah, I'm not that good at, at theme songs. You're great. Yeah. Those but last that couple. That was fun though. That was fun though. <laughs> Yeah. No, it really I was. Think you did, yeah. I think you did a great job. And yeah, you were, it. showed your and work. You were, you were showing the work <laughs> and you, you were putting the pieces together. You definitely passed this class with flying colors. Congratulations. You. You're a certified you. TV theme song <laughs> identifier. <laughs> Certified identifier. Certified identifier. Nice. That's that's what that's what this class was. Special topics and certification <laughs> and identification. Um well that was so much fun. We are gonna take just a, a quick break because uh you're so good at that that we actually need you to solve some TV theme song mysteries <laughs> off air. <laughs> <laughs> Not content for the listeners. <laughs> we do a lot of, we record a lot of stuff you guys never hear. <laughs> because we are often consulting with detectives on active investigations <laughs> of pop culture crimes. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Wow, we are right back <laughs> in it. We have solved another crime that we will never tell you about, listeners. And that's why it's time for Caitlin to reveal her thesis. <laughs> <laughs> all right I, I i'm keeping it simple this week uh and, and i think that's good because like concentration levels <laughs> um so i want to talk about the, the one show i never hear anyone talk about anymore uh is soap john oh, terry wow. do you know soap i heard of it i think i was very little when it came yeah out, but i i can see flashes of it Right. It was one of the uh, first I saw it on Comedy Central, like when Comedy Central first came out in the 90s. It was like, we have no programming. We will show all of soap <laughs> most days. Like this was like before they had South Park even. I mean, there was nothing. Right. And But the show originated in the 70s. It was actually like Billy Crystal's first credit. And if you look at the cast photo, it has about. 12 people in it. It was a parody of a soap opera. Uh, but what I liked about it as a family sitcom is really it was about an extended family, which is oh. what, you know, soap mm. operas have to be because of all the plots they want. And this is what I want to see more of. Things about extended families. And as oh, Lauren knows, mm -hmm, my mm -hmm. chaotic family, I don't... And, and 
I don't relate to things just being like one nuclear family and then that's like how everything revolves mm-hmm. around. Like I'm used to mess. Like one time I went on a vacation with three of my cousins and three of my aunts. None of us were siblings and we went with none of our parents. Like <laughs> it was just absolute like if we were to get pulled over it would have been totally inscrutable situation of what was going on. But we're like it's fine. And you know you say Malcolm in the middle. I love that they always had that older brother that was at military school. Yeah, and it's like we didn't find out about him. It felt like he came out of nowhere. Just, that's just real life to me. And I, I I like the messiness. And Modern Family did have a big cast. But to yeah. me, it was a little neat. You know, it yeah. was a little like, in what it was trying to present, I mean, it succeeded, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> to me, it's like, I want to see one where like a nephew lives with his uncle, but not because he's like on bad terms, just because of yeah. like very strange circumstances with his school district. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Yes, like, I love that. Also, uh, text chains. We need to bring a, a back a extended family sitcom that incorporates mm. the text chains. Oh, that's Because good. there are, like, my dad is one of 11 siblings. Eight are living. They are all on one text chain that if they're in the same room that and they're all older, that means every notification is going off. <laughs> mm. You're in a room. Where you're hearing eight phones go off at once. <laughs> but then there's subtext chains. And then like some people are included in some and not oh, others. And right. it's chaos. Just episodes about that. That's a whole season. Yeah. I I also like the show Sybil in the way that it Ooh. represented. Oh, uh, wow. She had two daughters and they were oh, half yeah. siblings. They had different dads. And mm-hmm. that is my family dynamic as well. And that's never represented on television. And mm-hmm. it's so strange that's because so it's true. so common. It, yeah. It's bizarre. Or like if there are stepbrothers and stepsisters or half siblings, it's always like, this is weird. Got to get used yeah. to this guy. And it's like, no, he's been around. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't just meet when they moved in. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's been decent racial diversity in, in family sitcoms. There could always be more. And, but, like, there hasn't been different family. And definitely there's been economic diversity. But, like, there just hasn't been different family types. And I think that's just not honest. Yeah. A good one is the Bernie Mac show. He had his two, <gasps> oh, yeah. like, yeah, his niece and nephew that lived mm-hmm. with him that right. he was raising. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. I'm trying to think of others. Yeah. I also think that you don't see a lot of like mixed race families still. And, yeah, and that's, that's so weird to me. I just don't think that's really speaking to anyone's experience anymore. Mm-hmm. Or it is even like on Modern Family, they had the uh, adopted uh, Asian American daughter, but like that was like a thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want like a 17 year old you know, uh, Asian kid to walk in and no one ever mentioned it for like eight episodes. (laughs) But then when we are going to mention it, let's do it like with respect and thinking. It doesn't have to be like. He's the subject like, oh, how are we going to deal with this difference? (laughs) We got got a difference and we also got to make a lasagna. (laughs) It's like. Let's just honestly let's just make the lasagna and then one day we'll deal with it. Like all families will bury this deep. Exactly. Come on. That's what you want. You want more swept under the rug extended family story. We lift the rug at the season finale. Just so you can leave and go to someone else's house. Also, just like my grandma used to have one landline phone number, and then like one of my living aunts still has it. Just like weird shit like that that you don't know yeah. one mm-hmm, talks mm-hmm. about, or like fights over one hundred and seventy dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stuff. I want to see two characters not talk to each other for a whole season. <laughs> yeah, or six yeah. season. Yeah, and then there's there's no. Then one day you just see them together, and you're like, yeah. I guess it was fine. <laughs> totally like no, that's i real. <laughs> i just i want extended families but i guess i'm saying i almost want more mess or yeah. like just more not cookie cutter families yeah. i just don't think i think everyone's not funny <laughs> and and i just don't know who can relate to that anymore right yeah no you're right you're right i, I mean there's it. always it's like, like an ideal that we're, yeah. we're making this the ideal that people think they're failing if they don't have it when mm-hmm. really 
if a majority of us are doing, you know, mm-hmm, that's not even mm-hmm. what majority of us are doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's something to think about. Yeah. Or like co-parenting people in your life. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Everybody's co-parenting. Yeah. Like everybody's co-parenting. Yeah. That was one of the, um, I was really bummed when that TV show Single Parents got canceled because that right. was one of the things that I really loved about that show is that it's like a community of friends working together because it's like. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you like relocate for a job and you don't have like a grandma or grandpa around or like, you know, like what it, it, I loved that. That was so fun. Mm-hmm. And, it, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I love when that happened. I love seeing that. Stuff. Yeah. Marlon, Marlon Wayne show. That yeah. Was, oh, yeah. 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 There was some co-parenting there. More co-parenting. More extended family. I'm here for more, it. More. More. Yes. I think that's such a good point. It's just and also like only from like creating the show point of view only gives you more things to play with more great more actors to work with yes. fewer limitations well you're yeah you're absolutely right because families have that like right like i had a relative that i knew only as the shadow and i've only <laughs> met that person once in my what? life yeah wait lauren this mm-hmm. might be a cia thing <laughs> right no, i had my my grandmother who i took care of her brother his brother-in-law lived with him and was an agoraphobic who wouldn't go outside. His name was Bob. And so they called Bob the shadow, but all growing up, I would hear stories about the shadow and I never met the shadow. And then finally, when I was like in my twenties, I think my uncles were going up to check on, on uncle, their uncle Tom. And they were like, you get to meet the shadow today. And so they brought me with them to, and, 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 the whole time we were at the house, he doesn't come downstairs. And then my uncles and Uncle Tom, everybody goes in the backyard to look at something. And I was in my house alone. And then the shadow came downstairs for like 60 seconds. We saw, we looked at each other and then I ran outside. And that was the one and only time I ever saw the shadow. But I've heard stories about him my whole life. This oh is my God. This is like yeah. your great uncle or. So this would have been my mom's uncle. So yeah, Uncle Tom was my great uncle. So it's his, bro- it's his brother-in-law. Uncle. That's not that removed for someone to just. It's be- his brother-in-law, my great uncle's brother-in-law. Yeah, got it. But yeah, still. but still, but he lived with my uncle Tom, who sent me a birthday card every year, and I met Uncle Tom and 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 the shadow's sister, Bob's sister, <laughs> Aunt Flo. I met her. <laughs> like I, shadow. yeah, they called him the shadow. But like, there's I. What's horrifying is if we sat here. There's so many stories like that in every family. You're right. Like. No, that's true. Well, there's so it's many cr- people. Like, well, maybe not just like on, that. It's, certainly not just like that. And you do need to think about that one a little bit. But yeah. but um, there are so many things that like it depends on who hosts stuff in your family. Like yeah. mm. in my family, my aunt Tony hosts a lot of things. So her husband's family would be around as much as. So, right. so it's like they're sense. like aunts and uncles, too. It's just, you know, who's yeah. got a game room def- can define who you think of as an aunt and uncle. <laughs> I know. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and family dynamics change so much when people move, like houses change and when yeah. or when people pa- pass away or get remarried or different things like that. Like so like, yeah, when you include the rest of the extended family, things are shifting and changing all the time. Yeah, yeah. I want I want this show to have truly a different cast every season. <laughs> like like three people leave and four mm-hmm. people come in no matter what. And I sometimes they can come back. <laughs> Well, I don't know about y'all, but that was like, that would happen a lot. Like there, you'd have a holiday where like, there'd be a run of years where like, you'd see the same characters at Christmas. And then like every three or four years, the cast would change. A thousand percent yeah. that happens. Yeah. 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 All yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just now yeah. realizing that there were relatives like on my, my aunt's side that I used to see every year for like many, many years. I haven't seen these people in probably a decade and I don't. Ain't nobody tell me where they are. <laughs> I don't know where these people are. <laughs> I just haven't seen them. I know. Them. And all that stuff that happened before social, you are yeah. like, did I make those people up? Yeah. Right. I'm not following yeah. any of them on social media. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, not the shadow. No. <laughs> the shadow. The shadow. The shadow is absolutely not on social media of any is kind. He, he is because that seems like no. He is he off. Be. He is off oh. the grid. The okay. man is not wow. on the grid. Okay, all right, that's yeah. positive. Yeah, it, it actually. The more I'm talking about it, the darker it actually gets. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you listen to this episode and there's lots of just uh, weird omissions, uh, just know <laughs> Lauren told a story that uh, concerned us. John Terry DM'd me after. <laughs> you gotta get. I don't that. want anything to do with, with the shadow. 
We did not endorse the shadow. The shadow just exists. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not going to go into the details. The shadow's not even the most concerning member of that family. <laughs> I think you need to I not. imagine he doesn't have a lot of stress. Except for I, not wanting to leave his room. But yeah, other than that, like, he's not know, impacted I, by other people. Yeah. I think up until the point he had to leave his room, he was doing okay. <sighs> yeah. 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 Shout out. <laughs> the sh- Those shout that are out suffering. To Shout out to Shadow. Shout out to Shadow, man. Um, oh, well, you know, on that note. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Thank you guys for, yeah, of for course, joining of course. me. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for oh, helping yeah. me process some 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 questions from childhood. I hope the shadows um, listen. I think it's time to play another game. Mm-hmm, Ooh, mm-hmm. Okay. A game, yeah. yes. So this game is called Friend of the Family. Because our favorite TV sitcom families would be nothing without their annoying, beloved, wise, Mm -hmm. wild friend who is essentially a part of the family. I'm going to describe the family's relationship to the friend, and you're going to give me that friend. Are you ready? Yes. All right. This show was about a family, but the nerdy neighbor stole the show. Yes, he did do that. Family matters. Yes, in the character Urkel. Urkel. Steve we love Urkel. Urkel or Stefan. Right. Well, Stefan <laughs> is welcome. All right. This fuzzy short alien crash landed into the Tanner's garage and soon became a member of the family. What? Fuzzy short alien. Oh, Al. Yes! Oh, yeah. when you said Tanner's, I was thinking. I know. Of... I yeah. didn't realize until I put this together that they both had. That wow, we need to write that. How are they related? Wow, else I haven't thought about that in a long time. Well, that's how we're different. Uh, um, I think about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it every day. <laughs> well, uh, all right. The nephew's friend from home. This guy just wanted to not get kicked out of the house. Mm. Oh, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm. and it is Jen Jack. Yes. I love that he, they created that role for him. <laughs> but they weren't going to let him think he was, you know, adding value. Um, <laughs> we love him. I love him. All right. She was the oldest daughter's best friend, but the men of the house hated her. Was that on um, Full House, the blonde mm-hmm. girl? Mm-hmm. Kimmy. Yes! Kimmy Gibbler. Kimmy Gibbler. And I gotta yes. say, Kimmy is, wow, is, is throwing <laughs> down for the women because most annoying friends and neighbors are always men, but Kimmy really showed That's what we true. could do, broke mm-hmm. that glass ceiling. And it's not okay that the grown men were often like we yes. <laughs> So <laughs> terrible. They were so terrible to her. I never thought about that. That's awful. All right. Four for four. Last one. I think you're, I think you could you could do this. You could pull it all. The tool man, his wife, and three sons live next to this wise neighbor whose face we never saw. The guy at the fence mm-hmm. in home improvement. Yes. Mm-hmm. What is his name? Wilson? Yes! Yeah! Crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. And I gotta say, that was the best Halloween costume I've ever seen in New York. Someone oh. riding the subway as Wilson. They built oh. a fence in front of their face. I love That's that. That's brilliant. That's so smart. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. I mean, you killed it. You crushed oh, it. Oh, thank Absolutely you. That makes it. me feel good. I feel really good about that one. Straight A's. <laughs> ten Just ten annoying. Did, did your guys' immediate families have an annoying neighbor kid? We... I as you were as you were talking about the Kimmy Gibbler of it all, I do remember having a friend that was not beloved by all. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do. I do remember having a bit of a Kimmy Gibbler. That's funny. I'm worried. I just was thinking. I'm like, what if oh, no. I was the oh no, yeah. if you can't identify <laughs> oh, one, I know. I was like, <laughs> I'm sure I was somebody's Kimmy Gibbler. I I can't imagine I wasn't. My uh, brother ha- had a friend who, who might fit this category. Uh, shout out. Love you. You know who you are if you're listening. And he would call the pizza delivery and they recognized his voice and would ask him if he's at home or at our house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I was the annoying friend, but not to the whole family. It was just yeah. to the, my friend's older sister. She would oh, always okay. be like, don't you? Have-? She would jokingly, but right. seriously mm-hmm. say, don't you ever go home? Yeah. <laughs> it was a little serious. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. See, was. my my house was sort of my my mom was the Girl Scout leader, so like oh. everybody was always at our house always. 
But I had one friend, and to my friends who have known me since childhood, trying to figure out who I'm talking about, y'all ain't going to figure it out, so don't even try. (laughs) But I had a friend who, the reason she was kind of a Kimmy Gibbler was she would famously leave (laughs) messages on the answering machine as if it was a private answering machine, but it was like the whole family could hear the messages every time. And so my family knew way too much about everything going on in this girl's life because she would leave these epic Odyssey like messages. And so that's sort of what created the Kimmy Gibbler like existence. I could see that. Wow. Wow. You know, you know, anyway, I love it. Wow. Well, thank you for playing friend of the family. So good. Yeah, that was fun. These games are good. Uh, well, we're going to take a quick break because uh, the shadow's calling me and I got to oh, see what oh he God. needs. We'll be right back. <laughs> oh my God, this is a horror movie. <laughs> All right. Turns out it was just my own shadow. Uh, nothing to be worried about. So <laughs> be scary. We, it's still a little scary, but I have a short thesis tonight, y'all. I'm not uh, nothing too crazy, but I want to first, before I say anything, ask when you think of families that were otherworldly, let's say, you know, not your run of the mill human families. What TV families do you think of? I think of. Two. The, okay. the more recent one was The Neighbors, which oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I actually loved that show. I loved that and show then, too. Yeah. And then the one where they were, oh, Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great one. I like love both of those. The Jetsons is different, but mm, yeah, but yeah. so good. So good. See, for me, the one that always comes to mind, and I feel like there are some of us out there. But there's not as many of us as I would like. It's the Munsters. That is the family I think of. Because, yeah, yeah, right? So I don't know about y'all, but growing up, I was obsessed with them. And I also think this was a little bit like, you know how sometimes people will pretend like the Rolling Stones are better than the Beatles just because they want to be like a little bit edgier or something? I feel like maybe the Munsters was my reaction to everyone always talking about the Addams Family. Right. But I went hard in my monster fandom and stand-up and <laughs> I stand by it and I just think that I've I don't know I've like I got really excited when we talked when Caitlin was talking about doing a family sitcom episode because I was like oh I've been thinking about the monsters a lot because it's a show that I feel like has come up in conversation and in my classroom and it's one that I like often have like crickets when I mention like people will be like what's oh, that right. mm-hmm. or it takes them a long time and I'm like how does this not like just live rent free in your mind on <laughs> all times because 1313 Mockingbird Lane it was the address I wished I lived at as a kid because <laughs> I just thought they were so fun because the thing about them was that they were so like just goofy like the monsters were just goofy as hell and they really loved each other which i know the Anna family did too but there was something <laughs> like there's just something so delightful See, a little dubious <laughs> you probably need to question the love of the Adams family <laughs> you know i don't know i don't know there was just something about it that felt so so lovely and i think a big part of it was that in the original series fred gwynn played herman munster and his performance is just like so mm. lovely and you had it was just such a, a fun cast and the crazy thing is i hadn't realized because i felt like as a kid there were so many episodes it was only on the air for two seasons and i think oh, wow. that is so insane when i think about it and what's even crazier to me is that it was like winning awards it like it was like nominated for golden globes and it was like doing relatively well and then wow it just was gone after two seasons. However, it is fun that I think part of the reason I got so into it was that in the 90s, they did have like a couple of like TV sort of specials, uh, a couple of things oh. here and there. Uh, they did do a movie after the season two ended. They Back in the 70s, they did a movie. They did a couple of different fun little kitschy things. But what I was going to make my thesis about today was that I think thought it was time for 
a reboot. And then I found out, unfortunately, the reboot has already been done and I was not involved. And I am very upset and I'm very nervous because it's supposed to come out later this year. Oh, wow. So it's like imminent. It's imminent. It's supposed to be coming out like in the fall. And here's the scariest part of all. It is going direct to Peacock and it's directed by Rob Zombie. Wow. Now, if you're not sure who Rob Zombie is, he was the man behind the band White Zombie and he mostly does horror movies as a director. Right. No, that's not so what it's a different. But he know, swears, yeah. he swears that he's not going that direction. He swears that people will be shocked, and he says it's rated PG. So why did okay. I get him to do it? I'm that's hoping, weird that they would get him to do it. I'm hoping it's just because he's a super fan and he pit, he came to them and oh, okay. they were just the ones willing to do it. That, I, I like that. I, like I don't know. I wanted to believe it was a passion project, but I've seen some conflicting reports. But I what I. So, Stans, Caitlin, John Tart, I, I, I yeah. started my day and I started my journey coming up with, like, how do we do a yeah, reboot you were so of the excited. monsters? I was so excited. And I am oh. ending my day in fear and um, also just, yeah. like, mostly hurt. Because, yeah. yeah. And this is, you know, this will be fun to find out. If, if, you're, if you're listening to, to my manager, how come you didn't get me an audition? How you not give me an audition for this? I didn't get no interview. I didn't get no audition. I'm not even a PA. Nobody thought to call me. I mean, it's wrapped. I mean, you're not even getting on the marketing team. No. I mean, you're you're not doing. There's no. My name will not be on this in any way, and I'm upset. Had had your manager shout out Mm -hmm. if she's listening. Mm -hmm. um, Gotten you an audition? What would you want to play? Oh yeah, good question. That is a great question. I think. I so in anticipation of talking about it today, I rewatched the original pilot of the original series today, and in the pilot, they um, it's such it's so smart. If you haven't seen it, it, the premise is they have they have a niece who is like a stunning, like very um, stereotypical blonde haired, blue eyed Betty, and she's dating this very normalized heteronormative idea of good looking male and the monsters get invited to a costume party and so ever they they fit in at this costume party and then it's revealed that no like actually they're they're monsters anyways um but while they're at the party while they're at the masquerade party to be precise because they you know they're covering up there is a neighborhood friend of the of marilyn who's their niece and it's her this like neighborhood mom is this babysitter for the little boy and the whole episode she's like clearly trying not to be terrified of the house it keeps cutting back and forth to her at this babysitting this little boy who's like howling and all this other stuff and i think she was so good and i was like i would love to be that person the like neighborhood lady I love but, like that. I think you could like blow it up. I would love to be like the woman next door, but in my but my trajectory is I want to like become cool with them. Like I want to be the lady that like sets the tone. That's like you know what they're doing their own thing and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's my vibe because I, like I love because mm-hmm. I love at the end when they're like they hope we hope they were he wasn't too bad for you. She's like other than the strange howling he was I wouldn't have even known he was oh. here. And it was like look, nice. I don't know. Anyways, I want to be the, I want to be the neighborhood lady. <laughs> Wow. I like that. And maybe you could be the regular babysitter or even something like that. A nanny or maybe even, you know, there's maybe in the reboot, grandpa is like real hot. Maybe I start dating grandpa. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I don't I I, I don't want to try and step on Marilyn's toes. That's not for me to do. I'm not a Marilyn. I'm not uh, I'm not trying to be part of the Munster family. They're too right. pristine for me, but I'm just trying to be adjacent to them, you know? Right. Monster adjacent. I'm looking yeah. at the cast photo now, and I, I think Grandpa is the most iconic to me. Yes. Uh, oh, Grandpa. I mean, Herman, the dad, is probably the, like, he's so, he's like, he's goofy Frankenstein. It seems to me they missed out on the 90s movie reboot that that helped a lot of these shows kind of yeah. continue they, relevance. It's because theirs went to TV. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. they needed one in like 1997. Yeah, like the Flintstones movie, mm-hmm. and that, that was like family. huge. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, and Adam's family. Yeah, yeah, Brady Bunch. Yeah, 
yeah, they they had one that went straight to TV and that was it. And it wasn't as big as it could have been. Um, but, you know, I I heard that there have been many attempts to do a reboot, including back in 2017, Seth Meyers had a deal with NBC to reboot the Munsters, but have it take place in modern day Brooklyn. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And, but they ended up passing on it. And there was also in 2012, the team behind Pushing Daisies had a show called Mockingbird oh. Lane. That was ended up. I, I like think, this. Yeah. That one was ended up being uh, turned into like just like a one off special. It never got picked up. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty rough. And also another thing that I learned was that the Waynes brothers Keenan, Sean, and Marlon had a deal back in 2004 that they were also supposed to ink a reboot. Okay, that was it. People were... love this. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. It should have been the weigh-ins. They have the love. It never me. ends up happening, though, right? Like, all of these deals fall through. How come Rob Zombies actually got made? And again, I ask, yeah. without me? Well, what about <laughs> when you do mm-hmm. season two? You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe the movie will be such a hit that then they're like, oh, we have to take it to series now. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. This is a movie. Oh, no, it's oh, a movie. I thought it was a series, too. No, oh. it's a movie. <laughs> well, th- I think that's is good news for you. I think this is good okay. news for you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because when they do the movie to series, it's never the exact same people. So you're mm-hmm. going to come in. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bit better now. That puts me a little bit more at ease. No, that that put, this actually puts you in a good position. They're okay. going to do the legwork of b- rebooting it. Okay. You're okay. going to come yep. in at the success level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, I can maybe sleep tonight now. <laughs> no more crying. Thank you. Thank you both for <laughs> making me feel so much better. Now, before we say goodbye, are there any family TV sitcoms that we haven't talked about that you were like, when you heard the the theme, you were like, ooh, we got to talk about this? Or any out oh, there? Oh, Malcolm that you... in the Middle was the one that. Came I mean, to of mind. course. <laughs> oh, but go ahead. Are there any, or are there any that you feel like people don't talk about enough that you're always like, how come you haven't watched? Insert. Oh, but you know what's funny is I like a lot of family dramas. Oh, cool. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm yeah. a big, I guess, just family show person in general. But yeah, yeah, family dramas, I think, don't get talked about enough. Like the Fosters and I just did a whole rewatch. I just did a whole rewatch. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh God, I love that show. Yeah, so good, so good. Do you watch Good Trouble? It's so good. I I couldn't get into Good Trouble. It I need to give it minute. another chance. It took yeah. me a minute, but now I'm all in. Now I'm all in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 I've never felt safer. <laughs> I've never felt safer in my entire life. I feel held and I Your day is looking you. up. Yeah, you know, it's been touch and go. I haven't been feeling a hundred percent myself, but between the cold medicine kicking in and your kindness, I just I, um, things are looking up. Oh good, 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 good. Thank you. Thank you. <gasps> uh, well, John Terry, now that everyone's fallen in love with you, including Lauren, oh. she's getting a pen out to write down your info. Mm-hmm. Where yep. where can they where can our, our listeners find you? Yeah, I'm on twitter.com slash J to the T, like J-A-Y-T-O-T-H-E-T-E-E. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at John Terry G. Uh, that's really it. Those are the ones I yeah, like to use. That's great. And, uh, you know, she's written all, all of the television that you've mm-hmm. ever seen. Mm-hmm. So just watch, <laughs> just turn on the television. Yeah, turn on yeah. TV. And she's there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Stan says, you know, you can find us at We Stand Social. We'll, of course, link to all John Terry's accounts so you can mm-hmm. find her easily. And uh, Stan says, you know, I think now's the time. I think you got to slide into our DMs and let us know more episode ideas and mm. guest ideas because we haven't heard from you in a second or we haven't listened to you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> but we're willing to listen. We're coming to the table. Yep. And if you have any connections to the people who put the movie The Monsters together at Peacock and you would like to lend me their ear, I'm willing to have a conversation. I think we can work through how to make it a better world. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, until next time, Stan Love you. Bye.
Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My gran says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts.